Hello and welcome to episode 366 of a Veg Grower podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Coming up a little later on, I'm going to be reflecting on what I've learned from my modern victory garden throughout this year. But firstly, we have the diary where I fill you in with what I've been up to over this last week and my own plots. Well, it's Saturday the 10th of October 2020. It's about 8 o'clock in the evening. Pitch black outside. I've got to say, it's very, very dark. Winter's certainly on its way. It's also very, very cold. I've popped out. I've got my nieces today and tomorrow looking after them. Absolutely love spending time with them. And particularly the elder one, she really likes her gardening. So it was quite nice. We... Um, Spent a bit of time in the garden. I didn't record anything with them because I thought it was just here, just as easy to do it once they've gone to bed, which they've done now. So what have we done today? Well, we um, we started before they came round. I had a bit of a tidy up you know, outside just to clear away a few bits and pieces. We did out some of the beds, particularly the um, beetroot bed and the cabbage bed. Cleared all the weeds out of the got those into the compost bins and ready to go. Then once the girls came round, we continued on with having a big autumn tidy up of the garden, something I'm trying to do a lot this week. I'm on two weeks holiday from yesterday now, so two weeks off work. And this week I want to really spend some time tidying up my garden, getting it ready in ship shape for the winter projects. So we've we've been doing that, got it looking better, cleaned the chickens out, cleaned the quail out and the girls were obviously helping me and uh, pulled out some weeds and and what have you. We also sowed a few peas, overwintering peas. These are going to go outside, probably down on the allotment to be honest, but I just wanted them to do something. So we each had a pot each that we've sown some feltum first uh, peas in. Now I grew these peas on the allotment already in the greenhouse but these are going to be outdoor ones so we're going to compare and see just how well they get on with the indoor one and the outdoor ones. Hopefully the um, outdoor ones will do just as well as the indoor ones because the outdoor ones there's a lot more of them but we will we will find out. I'm really excited and interested to see just quite what happens with that. Well, after that, we um, we did quite a bit more harvesting, actually. Quite a few more tomatoes, quite a few more squashes. And I also had to fill up my water butt that's in my greenhouse with water. And that's running off the automatic waterer that I've got set up in there. So it looks after itself. I've just got to, every now and then, fill up the water butt, which isn't a hard job to do. Just put the, uh, the, the hose pipe in there, turn it on, and let it fill up. And that's what I did while the girls were were occupied with other things mostly chasing around the chickens actually trying to strike the chickens bless them they do love the chickens and it's nice because uh, it means they can look after them right well that is kind of what i've been up to today like i say mostly tidying up it's the autumn tidy up now things are getting things are definitely moving on into the winter so i'm getting cold i want to get in the warm Well, it's Sunday the 11th of October 2020 today. I'm back at home just in the uh, the little potting shed here. I'm just sowing some more 
cardboard beans. Now, as you know, I had my nieces overnight. Yesterday, they helped me in the garden. They stayed overnight. And this morning, I took them down the allotment for about two hours. Would have liked to spend a bit more time on the allotment, but unfortunately, and uh, I've got to learn this because I don't have kids, but unfortunately, when you've got little girls who need toilets and things, it's not so easy. So... Everybody out there who has kids and is trying to grow their own food or run an allotment, you have my sympathy. I, I, I get it. Anyway, yeah, we went down the allotment. We, we first of all went into the greenhouse and watered everything in there. Outside doesn't really need watering at the moment because the weather's on our side. But certainly inside, they needed watering. I gave it a good water, harvested a few chilies and tomatoes from in there. Then we went outside and harvested a few squashes and what else did we harvest? Oh, some more apples, that was it, which uh, the girls really loved. Absolutely enjoyed doing that. So we got all those in. Now, I did want to harvest another one of my mashed potato squash. I, I harvested one of these a few weeks ago and I had one more waiting well, that squash had been stolen. It's gone missing. I think it's stolen. I mean, it must be stolen because it's just no sign of it, which I'm really, really annoyed about. I'm going to set up a, a camera to catch anybody going on the allotment because I was really looking forward to eating this. But it has been stolen. It was meant to taste of mashed potato. I've, I've never... The, the boiled tomato, the boiled potato one, sorry, I had a few weeks ago, definitely tasted a boiled potato. But I really wanted to test a mashed potato one and I'm not going to be able to this year. So I'm going to be growing them again next year, but I'm going to really work at trying to find out why and pull a camera up and catch just quite what happened with it because I'm really annoyed with it. Anyway, after we'd done that and discovered that, we continued with quite a bit of weeding. Cleared out more of the old globe artichokes and all the weeds around there and the rhubarb. Just really working at clearing those weeds. Tidied it up at that top end. Well, actually, this is the middle of bit out thinking about it. It tidied it up no end and really has made it look better. So I'm quite happy with that. Then, uh, because the girls were needing the toilet and thing, and wouldn't go in a bucket like I have set up for them, we had to come home. So we, we came home and we, um, well, we had lunch by that point and then, uh, then the girls went home. Now that's left me on my own this afternoon here. And I've been busy sowing more broad beans. I, last month I tried sowing some broad beans, which we think, or I think, were stolen by a mouse because they've, they've completely disappeared. So I've got different variety, and these are Aqua Dolce Claudia, which I've sown. And I've also got some that I've saved from beans that were sown this year. Now I'm doing it slightly differently. I'm putting them into individual root trainers, so one slot each, full of multi-purpose compost. And these are going to go in my greenhouse where hopefully they will germinate and grow on. Whether it will work or not, we will find out. But I'm going to give it a try again. Normally I don't have much problems growing broad beans over the autumn time. It's the first time I've ever known them to be stolen by something. But it's happened. And that's what we have to deal with. All right, well, that wraps it up for today. I've got this whole next two weeks off work, as I said. So 
Monday I'm hoping to do a bit more. Whether it happens or not it's going to be a different thing, but uh, we'll come back and find out in just a moment. It's Monday the 12th of October 2020. I'm just back in my potting shed today. Just sowing some seeds, some spinach, some cauliflower, uh, some mustard. A bit of a a combination, just using up a few seed packets that I've already opened and uh, want to pot into use. So today, first official day off work, I took the wife out this morning. We went into a a town, do a bit of shopping, looking around a few shops and uh, buy a few bits and pieces. This involved a trip to Ikea. Now, I bring this up because, as you know, I'm starting to build a brand new shed this week. And as I was wandering around Ikea, I was getting inspiration of what I could have on the insides. Because I want this shed to be practical as well as showy, I'm sort of thinking of what I can use. And I saw some containers that I actually already have a couple containers in here that I keep chicken food and quail feed in. And they're kind of designed for waste bins. They've got a lid on the front. I just poke a... a, um, Well, it gives me easy access to the food and they're stackable. But when I was walking around, I also saw that they had these with a chalkboard on the front, which I thought, that's going to be great. And I didn't buy any today, but when I built the shed, I saw that and I thought, that is going to be perfect for storing compost and things like that in to be available when I need it. So that's got me really excited now to really start building this shed and look at what we can do. Now we also popped into another shop today and this was Home Bargains this time, if anybody knows the shop. And when I was walking around again, I always have to have a look at the garden section. I've got to admit, Home Bargains I find not to be the best for buying certain things from. But I did have a look and see what they have got. And I noticed they were selling a Chia growing kit. Now, I bring this up because last night on the live show that I do on Sundays, Facebook and YouTube, 6pm every Sunday, somebody came in and said, and was asking about growing Chia because they saw it on Gardener's World on Friday night. Well, I've never grown chia. I've never even thought of growing chia, but I know my wife eats a lot of chia seeds. And I thought, you know what, that might be something interesting to try and see if we can grow. Well, I happen to see this kit. It is aimed for kids to grow with, so it should be fairly easy. But I thought I'd buy it. I'll give it a try. So I've bought that. I've not tried it yet. I've not opened it up. I'll look into it a bit more throughout this week and find out what we can do. Now, when I got home, after that, in this afternoon, I popped out to this potting shed. It was raining, so I can't do much outside. But in here, I've moved out some of my lettuce to outside. Just given a bit of a tidied up. Checked on my cabbages and my parsley plants, my onions. Everything's grown well. And like I said, I'm just sowing a few more seeds. These are actually going to go in my heated propagator in my podding shed. Where hopefully that will keep me going and provide us with a few more salad leaves later on. Right, well that brings it up for to the end of today and the end of this week's diary update. Next week's diary update I expect to be quite full, so we'll look forward to telling you about that. So, I'll meet you back in the podding shed and in the meantime let's run a commercial break. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. 
If you are, then perhaps you might consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supported Members Club. For just £5 a month, you help me keep these podcasts, videos and live shows going and encourage more people to grow their own food. As a thank you, you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content only available in the members area of the VegGrow Podcast website. Extra exclusive podcasts, videos and blog posts only for supportive members. On top of that, each month I send you a gift pack of collection of vegetable seeds that can be sown that very month. And we sow and grow these seeds as part of the club together. Now to find out more, just head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk and click on shop. Well, I am back in the podding shed now, and every now and then I like to reflect on projects or plans that I've been carrying out this year. Now, the biggest project, of course, was using my garden as what I called a modern victory garden. This project was obviously started due to the COVID pandemic that we found ourselves in, although I've always been fascinated with victory gardens of World War II. Now, added to that, I have always aimed to make my garden to only have edible plants in it. So when I started this project, I was already halfway there. I had chickens and quail and many veg plants growing, which kind of put me on the right foot right at the very beginning of this pandemic. Now, again, when I started this project, my main concern was about food security for myself and my neighbours and my family and my friends. At that time, many shops had been stripped of food and there was talk of more stock struggling to get in and there was a lot of uh, fear-mongering going on at that time. When I look back at that, I think I might have been a bit over-worried because in all honesty, we didn't get it that bad, personally from my experience. However, it did give me a mission to focus on and kept me occupied while on furlough. One of the first tasks was to grow microgreens, which I decided to start because they were quick and also provided us with fresh, nutritious food. At that time, I have to say these were great and a right decision to really start those then. Now nights are drawing in and the nights are getting darker earlier, there's less food available and I'm probably going to start growing these again in my podding shed. The reason that I stopped growing these was purely that at that time they were quite time intensive for very little return. Now what I mean by that is that every day I was sowing another pot of microgreens and I had to spray all these microgreens about three times a day with water. About a week maybe two later I basically got a salad crop. Now The salad crop was only really enough for two people for one meal or perhaps a garnish or to go in a few sandwiches. Not a huge amount in return, but it did provide us with fresh, nutritious food. Now, my kitchen worktop at that time was also constantly full of these trays of microgreens and that did get a little in the way. I don't want to sound too negative about microgreens. I'm going to grow them again. And they certainly did work at providing us with fresh, nutritious food very cheaply at a time where we didn't know what was happening. But they were not the complete answer. 
Now, another change I made right at the very beginning was with my chicken run. I brought a second-hand omelette igloo chicken run, and the intention of this was that I could free up more space in the veg patch area by moving the chickens onto the lawn. Now, in a traditional victory garden, the whole lawn would have been dug up, but my wife and I decided we did want to keep a bit of a lawn. But we extended the veg patch, but in order to make the veg patch more productive it made sense to allow the chickens to be on the lawn and this did work great the chickens had more access to fresh grass we could move the run daily so they didn't destroy the lawn so much and they also had more time out of their run due to us being at home more often so they were very happy the downside is that since returning to work and it's been more and more busy at work it's been harder to move the chicken run more regularly and therefore the lawn has been destroyed where the chicken run is and I mean destroyed. Now I've got to say it's not a huge problem it just doesn't look very attractive. What I've decided to do is to return back to my original plan. Now that my original plan was to have four beds in the veg patch and the chicken run will sit on one of these beds leaving three other beds for veg to grow in. Now, while the chickens are on this bed, they'll be manuring, clearing out the weeds for me. So they're working the land. But at the same time, should I need that fourth bed, I can always move that chicken run back onto the lawn or into the path or somewhere else, should I need to. Don't think we're going to need to, in all honesty. I think three beds have proved plenty. Now, talking of the beds, you might remember that I wanted to build new beds out of this new wood that I got from a supplier. Due to lockdown... I only managed to build one new bed plus the raspberry bed and, and what have you. Now I wanted to build it out of this new wood because I felt it would look better. But due to lockdown, couldn't buy any more wood and therefore I couldn't build more beds. This left me with just one bed um, from this new wood and two beds that were made out of scrap wood. I still want to make these new beds but I'm having trouble getting hold of the wood. I've visited my supplier since. They have opened up, but they don't have this particular wood in stock. They do plan to get it back in stock, but supplier issues further down the line is proving a problem. Now, I want to build these beds over the winter. I'm not sure if they're going to have any in stock. So I have been looking at alternative suppliers. I found one supplier, but the wood is about 20 mil smaller. Not a huge difference, but it's enough for me to think twice. And now I'm talking about this because the bed that I have built has been incredibly productive. Lots of root crops and that's done really well. Currently, I've got a lot of root. Um, currently, I have a lot of beetroot in it which we're still harvesting and enjoying. And as space becomes available, I'm going to be adding lettuce and spinach to that bed and a few other crops in its place as it becomes more and more available. It's been pretty productive bed, in part because I managed to build it and fill it with compost ahead of time. Now, my other two beds, well, one bed was for peas, beans and cabbages. The peas and beans, basically, they kept getting destroyed by my chickens and I got very little from it in that way. So I gave up on trying to grow those again. The cabbages, now the cabbages are still growing in that bed 
and they're not doing too bad but they have occupied that bed for quite a while i think about six months and not really been able to do much with it other than leave it to grow this has not proven a great use for that land it'd be fine on the allotment but at home a little bit of a, a thought consideration going on there the other bed now this is a mixture of tomatoes chilies cucumbers aubergines peppers cape gooseberries and a pumpkin plant this bed was very slow to get going but once it got going it just exploded into growth lots of tomatoes lots of chilies and peppers cape gooseberries which are just coming into line aubergines which are ready now pumpkins which are growing really really productive bed now this bed i did add any compost too instead what i had to do was grow plants in bottomless pots filled with compost in order to stop my chickens uprooting my plants and that did work fantastic but because of this the roots had to work their way through the clay soil now that's why i think they were a bit slow to start going but when they kicked into growth this i believe was due to the fact that this was the area where the chickens were originally and all that manure and that fertilizer that the chickens have put on that land has paid off now i didn't just grow my food in beds i wanted to utilize every bit of space that i had so i grew potatoes in pots and they've been moved around as and when i needed to and they've produced reasonable crops i haven't harvested all that many of the potatoes from the buckets yet so there's still took plenty to come plus i've got my christmas potatoes now they're still growing strong uh, these are going to be the christmas new potatoes they're in buckets they're growing strong i've probably got to get them in the greenhouse pretty soon to protect them a bit um but they're doing great i also grew squash plants in pots and tomatoes and grow bags in my patio area these have actually been very very productive too and they've produced plenty of food for us now this week i will be moving many of these plants as i need that space in order to build my new shed so it's time to say goodbye to many of these crops not too bad at this time of year because they are pretty much finished it's time for them to to go anyway but the trouble i had with growing them this way in in pots and on that patio area was the watering of the plants they needed a lot of water and a lot more than i could seem to keep on top of now if i was to grow in this area again and i probably will but I think I will add an irrigation system to do it for me and just take that pressure off. Now, I know automatic watering systems can seem a bit lazy, but I've set one up in my greenhouse and the results of that has produced far better results that, than I could ever imagine. So I would be silly not to take advantage of the technology that we have out there. Now I mentioned technology because the term modern victory garden to me was so that I could use modern technology in order to get the results I wanted. And one piece of kit that falls into this modern technology is my veggie pot. Now I've had my veggie pot for about 18 months and I absolutely love it. I cannot sing its praises enough. If you don't know what a veggie pod is, it's basically a raised wicking bed with an integrated cover and watering system all built in. I have found it to be one of the best growing systems that I have found. Basically, it produces a lot of food with very little work. Last year, 
I mainly grew salad leaves in it. And the same this year, to be honest. It paid for itself within a year. This year, it did struggle to get started early on, but then I topped up the compost with fresh compost, and that just added more nutrients to the soil, and then it grew lots of food. So every year I've got to add more compost and perhaps some extra nutrients. Now again, I've stuck to cut and come again salad leaves. Now we eat a lot of cut and come again salad leaves, and that's produced well, but I've also added in some lettuces and some pak choy, and these have grown really, really well again. Again, I cannot sing its praises enough because it doesn't need much work. I simply put a tap on once a day to water it and harvest when I need it. It doesn't even need much weeding. So I am so, so happy with that. And in fact, I think I may well get another one next year to go in the patio area because it has been so great. Now, while this year isn't over, I have learned a lot about turning my garden into a victory garden. And it's given me a real insight into what a victory garden was like during World War II. When we hear the stories, I now believe that it was made to seem so easy in order to boost morale. But actually, it was a lot of work requiring everyone in the household to pitch in every day. We were lucky we could fall back on the shops if we didn't have enough food during this year. But back then, I don't think that was an option. The garden was their lifeline. My modern victory garden will continue. It's got lots of plans. I've got lots of improvements that I, I want to make as we move forward. And I'll, of course, be talking about these on the podcast. But in the back of my mind, I do think that I've been pretty lucky to fall back on shops should I need to. And it certainly could have been a lot worse in my opinion, for us. Now, if you created a modern victory garden this year or want to turn your garden into an edible landscape, what have you learned yourself? You can visit the website, leave a comment at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk. Email me, richard at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Podcast. Well, that's it for this week. So until next time, please take care.